Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, elect according to the foreknowledge of God, the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, grace unto you and peace be multiplied. Elect according to the foreknowledge of God. So he's talking, the first thing he's talking about is that he was elected by God. Election. Elect to be chosen by God. It was not an accident. You are not an accident. You are not an incident. You are not coincidence. You are elected by purpose. It was intentional choice. And that is why the Bible says you are adopted into the kingdom of God. So biologically, you can be an accident, but adoption cannot be an accident. When you hear that you are adopted, you're talking about somebody that would walk into a group and say, you there, pointed the finger and said, I want her and bringing them home. You are chosen by God, not by accident. So the spirit of God has chosen you. You are chosen. So you were elected by the foreknowledge of God. How do we know that it was, it was foreknowledge? Because the Bible says, Jesus, the lamp was slain before the foundations of the earth. Meaning even before the foundations of the earth, the lamb was slain. That is Jesus. That means even before God made the earth, even before he made your mama and papa, even before your grandpa met your grandma, God had already foreknown that you will be touched by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Man, that should make us feel special. Every guilt and condemnation outside the window in the name of Jesus. So don't let an enemy make you feel guilty by any chance. Because you were saved by the full knowledge of God. Okay. God the Father. Now next line. Through. Through what? Sanctification of the Spirit. Okay. Let's break it. So he's saying that you are chosen. You were chosen. He's saying that we have established that we were chosen by God. Now we're going to find out how it was done. Through the sanctification of the Spirit of God. What does the Holy Spirit do? The Holy Spirit is the one who brings conviction to our hearts. John chapter 16 verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Who is the helper? Can't hear you. Who is the helper? Verse 8. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin because they do not believe in me. He will convict the 
concerning sin because they do not believe in me. So when the Holy Spirit comes, he brings conviction of sin. That's the first part that we are talking about. Sanctification of the Spirit. When the Spirit of God comes to somebody that is elected by God, that is chosen by God, that is the mark of God is on, the Holy Spirit, what does he bring? Conviction of sin. That is what he's talking about. Sanctification of the Spirit. When the Spirit of God comes to you, he will take your sins and he will throw it out and he will wash you with the blood of Jesus. So let me explain this just in case it's not clear. So when Jesus died, he is no more here to help you right now. Jesus is where? He's at the right hand side of the Father looking down on us. So who is with us? So the day you said, Jesus come into my heart. Who is it coming to your heart? Okay, okay. Now we are on the right page. So the Holy Spirit, how does he do? He is the one that brings sanctification or purification. Sanctification is purifying you, consecrating you, setting you apart from the world, uprooting you from the world and making you holy. That's sanctification. Am I clear? How does that happen? So when you say, Jesus, come into my heart, the Holy Spirit comes and he is the one who goes to Jesus. He is the one that takes the blood of the Lamb and purifies you. It is through the help of the Holy Spirit. It is the Spirit of God that takes the blood of Jesus and washes you. You are washed by the blood of Jesus. You are no more a sinner. What did I say? You are no more a sinner. Now you are a child of God. Everybody open your mouth and say, I am no more a sinner. I may sin, but I'm not a sinner. I might backslide, but I'm not a prodigal son. One week I might not read the Bible, but doesn't make me a sinner. I will come back because I am not a sinner anymore. I might make mistakes, but I'm no more a sinner. I am free. Somebody say, I am free. So sanctification of the spirit. So you are elect by the sanctification of the spirit. You are chosen because the spirit of God has purified you. Okay, let's get that clear. Am I clear? Yes. I will everybody say it. I am chosen, I am chosen. Because, the Holy spirit because the Holy Spirit has purified me, purified. consecrated me, consecrated. and set me apart. From the day I have accepted Jesus. Clear? Galatians 1 verse 12. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you. The Father has qualified you. No demons can disqualify you. Do you know the Father God loves you so much? It was the Father's will that Jesus died for us. That is why... the. Father loved the world. For God loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Okay, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. Verse 13. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness. (laughs) 
and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. Some people are like, please, Lord, please, Jesus, I beg you, I pray to you, please. Bro, you're already transferred. You are no more in the kingdom of darkness. You may feel like a dark cloud around you, but you are not in the kingdom of darkness. I said, you might feel like there is a dark cloud around you, but you are transferred from the domain of darkness to the kingdom of light. My God, you are no more in your past. Okay, and then it says that, and transferred to the kingdom of his beloved son. His beloved son, in whom we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins. Is it I'm transferred from darkness into the kingdom? That means I'm no more in darkness. I'm in the kingdom of what? Light. Kingdom of light. I am, I am loved by Jesus. Am I right? Yes. So now he's talking to the believers. In whom we have redemption. Okay. And the forgiveness of sins. So he's talking about forgiveness of sin. But I thought we were already set free from that land. And, but now he's talking about forgiveness of sin. So let's go back to, let's go back to 1 Peter chapter 1. Then you'll understand what I'm talking about. Through sanctification of the spirit unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Everybody say, I am saved. But I still need the sprinkling of the blood as long as I am on earth. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you are in this flesh, in this body, this body loves sin. This body loves what? Imagine Jesus fasted for 40 days. Imagine all the glory, fire, brimstone, angels, encounters. 40 days of fasting and prayer. Immediately, the Bible says, he was tempted. What? I thought, I thought if we can fast long enough, we can break all the temptation. No, brother. Right after the fasting, the tempter will come to you. Because as long as you are in this physical body, temptation must come. You will be tempted as long as you are in the... So you can fast 80 days. And after 80 days, you will still be tempted. So spirituality is not an excuse for you to put yourself in situations where you may sin. That is why even after 40 days fasting, there are some parties you don't go to. You still need the sprinkling of the blood. So as a believer, it is your responsibility. Just because you're saved doesn't mean that you will not be tempted again. That is why the verse is saying you're transferred from the darkness and... We'll talk about forgiveness of sin. Why? Because even Apostle Paul, he said, oh, a wretched man I am. Who will save me this body of death? He's calling himself, he said, he said, he said I'm a chief of sinners. Things that I don't want to do, I do. Bro, you, what are you saying? Don't say all this. You just went to third heaven and came back. <laughs> so imagine poor believers today. <laughs> they don't even pray for two minutes a day. <laughs> This apostle went to the third heaven and came back and he's saying he's still struggling with sin. In other words, as a child of God, 
you can't put yourself in a place of danger. So Apostle Paul goes on to say, therefore, I enslave my body. So no matter 40 days of fasting and speaking in tongues and rebuking the devil and confessing the word of God and declaring the word of God and turning three times around and crushing the devil, no, 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 still doesn't work. You have to still enslave your body. So what are you doing that makes it hard for you to sin? What are you doing? Is it deleting Instagram? Is it deleting Facebook? Is it deleting? Is it just saying, you know what? I can live without a phone. Some people say, oh, I can't live without a phone. How did you think people lived 30 years ago? (laughs) How did you think your papa and mama lived? The Bible says it is better for us to go to heaven without one arm than, yeah, having two arms and then going to hell. Cage yourself today. Listen, some friends in your life must go. But, 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 but what is he going to feel? But, but, pastor, what is he going to, does it matter what he feels? When you're in hell, do you think he's going to feel for you? But she's too hot. Hell is hotter. (laughs) The biggest mistakes I've made in my life, I made when I was confident that I wouldn't make it. That's the deception of the demon. That's why the Bible says, those who think that are standing, let them beware from falling. Because the moment you think you won't sin, is the sin you're going to commit. Why? Pride. The spirit of self-righteous attitude is full in the church today. Any sin that you have an excuse for is a sin you will never change. But I wouldn't have done it if... No, no. That's a sin you will never come out of. Because you've never taken onus. So... Let's read First Peter again. He's saying, sanctification of the spirit unto obedience. Meaning, it is a process. It's not that you came to church and said, oh, I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and boom, you're a saint. Now you're floating in the clouds, and you're changed. Hello, dear. How are you today? You are shining like a sunshine. Dying to yourself is a process. Obedience is a process. And sprinkling with his blood. Meaning, you can try a lot, but there are shortcomings that will still come. And the Holy Spirit knows that. And he's saying, I don't want you to live in condemnation. Remember, it is a process. And when you, when you fail in that process, my brother, my sister, the Holy Spirit is saying, Use the blood of Jesus. Sprinkle the blood of Jesus on your life. Hey, okay. So what does the enemy do? Enemy uses a sin. The lust of your eyes, the lust of your flesh, the sin that you do, what does the enemy do? Use that. He uses to make you weak. He uses to steal your blessings. He uses that. That's why Jesus said, the prince of this world is coming. He has no claim on me. Ah, my God, that verse gives me goosebumps. He's saying, demons are coming, but these guys have no claim on me. I have right standing before God. 
if demons come to visit you right now have you been living a life that has right standing before the lord most of us we have many struggles so the holy spirit is saying through peter he saying by the sprinkling of the blood when your obedience fail the blood of jesus never fail when you fall don't stay there get back up immediately when you get angry don't take one hour to let the anger simmer down apologize immediately change your tone immediately when you sin if you're on the road and your eyes go to the wrong place don't wait till you come home to ask the lord forgiveness don't wait till communion sunday oh my god communion sunday is coming i don't want to die please lord forgive my sins that's not the right way. immediately right then and there say god wash me in the precious blood of jesus by the sprinkling of the blood we have victory victory the enemy wants to destroy some people he wants to destroy your life and he's looking for sin in your life so that he can use that against you in the court of heaven accuse you and steal your blessings tell the devil listen get out of my life because i have the blood of jesus that is speaking for me i have a jesus that loves me so much thank you for watching this video we hope you enjoyed it subscribe and share with your friends have a great day